conversation with Adila Fortune. And in a short moment, I'll be in conversation with Dr. Asia Abdullah O'Carroll, Chief Executive Officer, Doctors Across Borders. So, Zaltid Leisterar, you know, when we get towards the end of the program and we've got to zoom through it and we don't get through all the questions, I would advise you seriously to send those questions in right now on Middelurk. You know the drill uh, via WhatsApp to SMS line off. You can skakel. Double four two three five three now. All right. So, if you want to get connected via WhatsApp, it is oh seven double two three eight oh seven one two. I'm going to say it a tad but slower. Oh seven double two three eight oh seven one two. Just a reminder: if you have any hot topics for this program, please drop me an email. All right. My producer on board is always best to get a hold of her. So that's Zarina J at vocfm.co.za. For now, we move in on Dr. Asya Abdullah-Karol. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you, darling? Well, I wish I could say alhamdulillah. But, Why? What's happening? Uh, yes, I'm fine, thank you. Okay. As long as you're okay, <laughs> then it's all cool. But hey, I'm missing you in the studio. Me too, and it's our last talk today as well. Yeah, I'm going to miss you. So, yes, I'm going to miss you too, but, you know, you guys can always call me back again. I know. In the meantime, I just want to say thank you so much for the privilege and honor it was to try and help the community, but thank you. And it was a great pleasure from my end of. I loved having you on the show, and so did my listeners. So, yeah, so today we're talking diabetes. Yes, I must tell you. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of attending a breakfast on Saturday morning uh-huh. to help uh, a young gentleman get uh, to, to go on Umrah. And, oh, um, that's the one from Mitchell's Plain, hey? Uh, actually, no, it was just local in my area. Oh, okay. So, oh, there are more. <laughs> Must have been more. There yeah, are. There in fact, many. I've got to tell you, I'm so happy that you're doing this program because um, right now I've got a very close family member who is in dire need of funds right now. So we're having a little fundraiser. In fact, um, we're probably meeting tomorrow night to chat about it as to what we're going to do. But I think this is something that is just so common because it's pretty expensive if you go the dialysis route. And um, I wasn't aware of the high cost until, you know, um, Surya went through the drill. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. All right. So, uh Saturday, I it was, a, it was a wonderful time. Beautiful people, wonderful, you know, wonderful time praising the Creator, and then of course shock hit me. Wonderful food in terms of uh, volume and generosity, right? And the all of those wonderful things. But of course, I look at food differently, and um, I try and take into account the fact that it is a cultural thing, but looking at the table, I understand now why all of our people are sick. Mm. And bread, 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 and more bread, and pastries, <laughs> and yeah. fried food, and more bread. You know. So, 
And I think you're kind of getting used to that now, huh? <laughs> no, I, I will never get used to it. I will fight this until I draw my last breath. I'm going to be uh, arranging some talks at uh, my local mosque. Okay. Uh, I will let you guys know yeah, keep us uh, closer to the time where and when and what. Okay. And also some counseling sessions for the young ladies and also some open talk sessions where we can discuss girl things mm. in privacy without uh, men eavesdropping, uh, where we can talk openly, honestly amongst ourselves about our bodies and the, all the trials and tribulations of being a female. Mm. So I'm quite about that. Yeah. And... Um, I just want to, uh, uh, and also we hope to um, to do some very simple, we're not talking cooking lessons here, but just some conversion of traditional foods into more healthy types of traditional foods. So still retaining the I love identity the of way. the community and <laughs> what have you. But yeah, I've got to tell you, I love the way you're putting it, just some conversion. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, very you know, subtle we, way of saying radical changes, change darling. You know, Just we're a not going to change the people because you, you are who you are. That's our, you know, our, our Cape Malays, that's their identity, their cultural background. Mm. You can't change that. It's who they are. But if you just give them the understanding of, of how they can adapt those foods to make them healthy for the kids, because every single person I have met in the last six months has high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, joint aches and pains, and all of this is, as a result, as I say, what goes in at the top of the tube. So, diabetes. Um, you know, if you have type 2 diabetes, it's not a horrendous uh, death sentence. I mean, it's easily fixed. The thing is now, how, are, are, how willing are you to actually make these changes in order to get healthy? And we'll talk uh, about that right after this, so do not drop the line. The Voice of the King. In conversation with Adila Fortune. And right now I'm in conversation with Chief Executive Officer, Doctors Across Borders, Dr. Asia Abdullah O'Carroll. All right, now because it's my final show, I'm going to let you grit your teeth just a little bit, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll enjoy that. <laughs> so here goes your very first question from... Uh, <laughs> Oi, you're person can you please give the remedy for the poor, poor pits, but it is for a three-year-old? No, not for a three-year-old. Okay, not recommended. No, no, no. Okay. I will, I, I know I did say I would send it. Uh, I'm making a note right now. Uh, Paul, Paul and um, the Epsom salts as well. I'll send that through to your beautiful producer and I'm hopefully she'll put that on your site somewhere. Axie, All right, what do you recommend for high blood pressure? And no and tablets have diabetes. Food. Do you understand that these are all lifestyle diseases? You have to make the change. And if you don't, you're going to be sitting with this for the rest of your life. You, you need to make a decision. Do you want to be one of the um, part of the epidemic that's out there or make some concerted effort to change what you eat? 
you have to start including fresh fruit and vegetables. You know, uh, most of our Malay brothers and sisters, they, they have wonderful, rich, delicious, fantastic food. But the problem is all our vegetables in those dishes are cooked and cooked and cooked. Mm. When you heat um, certain vegetables, you kill the enzymes. You need to have rich, living food in order to be healthy. So you have to include a certain amount of your foods as raw in the way of salads or even lightly steamed. So when you do a briadi, for example, a tomato briadi or a cabbage stew or a pointy stew, add a salad. Mm. And I'm not talking tomato, lettuce and cucumber here. <laughs> at least a healthy <laughs> Because I'm imagining my bready, like a tomato bready, with my salad. So yeah, but I can prepare. I can prepare. Okay, let's quickly move on to the next question, Doc. What do you recommend? Um, okay, did that one, Doc? Please read the email a little bit slowly. But she says she loves the program. So shoot slowly. So Colleen. C-O-L-L-E-N at doctors, D-O-C-T-O-R-S, across A-C-R-O-S, borders, B-O-R-D-E-R-S dot M-U, M for Michael, U for Union. Colleen at doctorsacrossborders dot M-U. Okay, on a healthy eating plan, lots of fruit, vegetables and legumes. Also walk 20 to 30 minutes on treadmill, but feel drained. Please advise, I'm diabetic, hypertension, and uh, both are well controlled as, uh, yeah, but just feels tired, she says. Well, if she's hypertensive, I'm not surprised. And also being diabetic. So um, my version of eating healthy and her version of eating healthy might be two different things. So whoever that person is, please do write down for the next three days exactly what passes your lips, everything. If it's a sip of tea with one teaspoon of sugar in or whatever it is, write it down and then email that to me and let me have a look at it. What can I use for severe fungus on feet? Well, if you have fungus on your feet, you must certainly have fungus in your body. So first thing you're going to have to do is cut out the sugar and white bread, all the white things, because while you feed that um, that fungus, most certainly it's going to show itself on your feet. But uh, you can get topical ointments and whatnot from the chemist. But the problem here is as well, if you don't clean the inside of your shoes, um, that, uh, that will continue to cross-infect you. So hydrogen peroxide, uh, in a little bit of water, you can, you can stick your shoes into a bucket of water and soak them with about uh, 125 mils of hydrogen peroxide to kill off that bacteria and then wash them out and leave them in the sun to dry. I don't. But you need to change uh-huh. your diet. Change the diet. I don't eat buttercream milk, don't eat meat, maybe once a week. Is that good or bad? Do I have to take something else instead? Um, take something else instead of what? Eating meat? No. You only need 10% of your daily caloric intake in the form of protein. Well, the person sees... You've said this before, it's not meat. Right. But they eat meat once a week. Don't eat buttercream milk. Buttercream milk. So the question is, 
she says, I don't eat buttercream milk. Don't eat meat a lot, maybe once a week. Is that good or bad? Or do I have to take good? Okay. No, it's good. Excellent. Make sure you're eating from the rainbow. At least three veggies and two fruit a day, at least at your main meal. And then, of course, you're going to make sure that you're not eating uh, lots of white rice and white potatoes and brown rice and sweet potatoes. And if you have to have bread, go for rye bread. Love eating healthy, but unfortunately, due to unemployment, we simply cannot afford to eat healthy. You have to cook a pot that stretch. I absolutely, 1,000% disagree. But you don't, you know what, uh, if you're making a pot that stretches and you're putting meat in, cut down on the meat and the money that you're cutting down on the meat, use that to buy the vegetables because you can uh, include in that same pot things like lentils and chickpeas and boinkies, all kinds of beans that will up your protein. You don't have to have meat. Even Duff. if you're just putting in frozen veg, it's uh-huh. better than just rice and potatoes. Listen, my 14-year-old son is type 1 for 12 years now. Yes. He was diagnosed at 1 year 11 months. He's in a sliding scale using um, something before meals. Some days his levels drop below 4. Skip his insulin at times, but the sugar level don't go up above 4. Can eat whatever but stays lower. Can you tell me why his pancreas is not working? Well, uh, it's probably uh, what they call juvenile onset diabetes. And it's, it's quite uncommon, actually. It only affects about, I can only give you American statistics. I couldn't find any stats uh, for South Africa. But about two, one in 250 Americans uh, younger than the age of 20 gets this. And uh, um, the, the problem with that is um, your, it's your own immune system that is actually ravaging the insulin-producing cells in the pancreas. So it's almost, in a roundabout kind of weird way, a type of autoimmune disease, but not true, not strictly speaking. Um, and then because the, the, um, your immune system is attacking these little cells, the result is the loss of the hormone insulin. So you have to unfortunately supplement with the insulin uh, for the rest of your life. Mm. And if you don't, he can get himself into a really tight corner. I'm a diabetic. At, at like the current to time, see. yeah. Type, type 1 diabetes is quite uh-huh. a tricky one. Anything is a pancreas transport, and I'm sure that lady can't afford that because I think the average person in the world can't afford it. Okay. So diabetic would like to see a good doctor to look at my feet, please. Well, uh, the first thing you have to do if you are diabetic, um, again, change your diet. And that is one of the horrendous side effects of diabetes, along with uh, cardiovascular disease, et cetera, et cetera. And you need to do something about it now. So um, let the lady email me, and then I will give her some, some names of people to go and see. But if she doesn't attend to it, the next thing it becomes gangrenous. And I don't want to scare your listeners, but I cannot stress how important this is. Um, if it gets gangrenous, next the foot everything come off so please don't treat this lightly it's very serious it's summer can I reduce my insulin doc what's that got to do with anything uh, type one type two she type one or type two because some type two is also 
Um, um, they're not stating. I don't know. But um, she says otherwise it's dropping. You don't always eat a lot. Well, so, um, if she's diabetic and she's type 1, that's, that's what it says to me, that, that little statement, and she's injecting insulin, uh, her, her insulin's dropping because she's not eating properly. And she has to realize that she has this disease. Hmm. And it's not that it's summer, she doesn't want to eat a lot. She has to make a plan to make sure that she eats correctly to keep those level, levels stable. She's risking her life by playing around because it's summer, she doesn't want to eat a lot. You eat whether you want to or not to keep those levels up. Have rheumatoid arthritis, fingers are swollen. What can I take for that? I attend Grotes Care Hospital. Oh my goodness, yes. There's so many people with RA. Hmm. It's an autoimmune disease and basically you're again your body attacking itself and it can be quite it's quite a disease and because it's you know people don't really see it you've got a few swollen fingers and they think you you know minging moaning and groaning about aches and pains but it actually can affect your lungs it can affect your organs and all sorts of things it's quite a strict program that we use so the lady's welcome to contact me and uh, we'll put her through that and um and I'm sure it'll help her. Doc, very quickly about the 14-year-old diabetic, Hiri uh, Pursuant yes. say, I wanted to know why the sugar levels stay below four, even if he eats sweet things. Well, that could be, a, I mean, you know, that could be, a, why is he eating sweet things in any event? He should just be eating normal food. That's a tricky one, hey? Mm. I'd have to investigate him a bit further. My daughter, six years old, has swollen glands on right side of neck. Doc said it's from throat infection, gave antibiotics and pain medication. Swelling is worse today. Just on the one side? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Right inside. Well, I, I, would, actually, I, would, I would actually go back. Mm. Um, have they checked her out for tonsillitis? Have they checked out ear infections? There's a thousand and one things he still needs to check out. So if he's given her antibiotics, please go back to him and let him double-check everything. Because if it hasn't worked, you can't just sit there and wait for it to work if there's no more tablets. Please yeah. don't waste any time. 50-year-old have uh, brown spots on legs. It itches quite a bit. Water comes out of it. If I scratch it, it itches a lot, especially when my blood is warm. Brown spots on legs. Mm. 50 years old. Hmm. Well, <laughs> that could be anything. But um, <clears throat> if the person's uh, overweight, uh, it could be from the liver, it could be a thousand and one thing. Uh, I would need them to fill out my questionnaire so that I can have a look and see what's going on in their body. Love your program. Mom's 84, diabetic on insulin, got shingles last week, very painful. Can we oh. use calamine lotion? Please advise. Oh, yeah, calamine lotion will soothe it. Itching, but it's you know the, the the problem with shingles is it actually it's a form of um, adult. Um, it, you know it's it, it actually attacks the nerve endings. It's the most mm-hmm. excruciating um, thing out. Um, so I've heard. She just yeah. has to basically work her way through it. You know, unfortunately, and um, it's it's an adult form of um, chickenpox. I couldn't get the word. So. Yeah, she has to basically, um, two to four weeks is basically how long it more or less usually lasts. And um, yeah, there's easy way. It's, it's, a, it's also a, a very similar, uh, similarly treated to um, a herpes infection. So 
um, I'm sure they've put her on to maybe uh, penicillin, but um, um, raw honey, right? Absolutely raw, mm-hmm. good honey. Um, if she's not, uh, uh, did she say she was diabetic? Hold on a second. She did say she was diabetic. Okay. Mm, let's just go back. Yeah, hubby's diabetic. Oh, she's diabetic. Mm. Look, uh, Manuka honey, which is very expensive, um, uh, if you apply it directly to the area where you have the shingles, you can actually take even ordinary honey, put it on the area where the, the spots have formed. So obviously, um, if it's a female, they'll have to sit in the privacy of their garden somewhere where nobody can see them remove their clothing, put the honey on and sit in the sun for at least 30 minutes a day. I'm not talking at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm talking about here by 11 o'clock when the sun is really nice and warm. Mm. Okay? That's what she needs to do. I promise you it will help a ton. Okay. Great show, Shukran. My husband is diabetic. He's on metformin, 850 dosage twice daily. He says that when he takes that dosage, he feels so lethargic, just want to sleep. But if he takes it once... He has energy for the day. Please advise. There again, um, you know, I'm not here to knock um, pharmaceuticals, but we don't use pharmaceuticals. If he's on metformin, he most certainly can change the way he eats. And I promise you, by changing the way he eats, he can, 90% of the diabetics, type 2 diabetics, can reverse their diabetes status just by changing what they eat. And uh, it doesn't have to be fancy food. You just need to be aware of what it is and how you're cooking it in order to actually reverse that. He's welcome to phone me. I can give him a little diet plan. What natural medication is good for a lazy colon? No natural medication, darling. Up your intake of natural roughage. Your fruits uh, fruits and veggies have... Uh, roughage in it. You can increase your your grain intake, even uh, uh, seeds. Uh, there's lots that you can do. Um, it tells me if you have a lazy bowel that you don't have enough roughage to actually uh, stimulate the peristalsis and move that stuff out of the colon. So you need to increase your roughage intake. What can I use for blood infection? Was it a hospital that gave me injection and antibiotics for seven days? Gave me later for pap smear, but blood is still not right. Okay, well, uh, first of all, loads of water. You have to, have to, have to drink the water. You're going to have to build up your immune system to fight that infection and to help relieve the um, itching. You can use good old-fashioned. If you don't have any citrus soda, you can use some uh, quarter, uh, half a teaspoon to a quarter teaspoon of bicarbonate, a bit of water, just to neutralize that acid. But uh, you need to actually get to the root cause of that blood infection, and that can stem from a lot of things. So we need to have a little chat, that person and I. Is it true that fine cinnamon with honey and lukewarm water daily lowers cholesterol and blood pressure? Well, so they say uh, cinnamon most certainly uh, will stabilize your blood sugar levels, Okay. Um, honey is full of wonderful natural enzymes that also, to a certain extent, does um, also help with your um, your sugar levels. Um, but, you know, these cutesy little um, home remedies sometimes work, sometimes they don't. 
what is that person trying to achieve? That's the question. They want to remove their uh, cholesterol and all of those things. Drinking a little uh, cutesy little home remedy is not going to resolve the issue because they're putting the Band-Aid on the knife wound. Go back to the cause of the cholesterol. What is causing the cholesterol? What is causing all those other symptoms? And you can bet your bottom dollar it's what's going in at the tube at the top. Very quickly, before we move on to the ad break, can you tell me how long does it take for you to fall pregnant after being on family planning for a year? Oh, my gosh. How long is a piece of string? Everybody's different, my darling. <laughs> and, of course, an optimal diet, the, the, there are some wonderful diets that you can use to actually make you fall pregnant quite quickly. So if the lady wants to contact me, I do have a very nice little diet. Um, but, of course, they, um, I'm assuming that both she and her husband have no problems with um, fertility. So it could take three months, it could take six months, it could take two years. And the more she thinks about it, the longer it's going to take. Okay, ons breek vir advertenties. Dr. and drop the line. Luisteraar, ons gaan nou nou voort met Dr. Asya Abdullah-Carroll. The voice of the king. In conversation with Adila Fortune. In conversation with Chief Executive Officer, Doctors Across Borders, Dr. Asya Abdullah O'Carroll. Straight on to the next question, Doc. Am I going into menopause? I'm 48 years old, had no period for six months after ending birth control, then again four months later, bleeding for three weeks now. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, it's a distinct possibility that she's probably perimenopausal and... uh, you're only through menopause when you have not had a period for at least a year. So she might very well be. If it's just a slow trickle of um, fairly reddish blood and no major huge clots and things like that, then she should just ride it out. Hopefully it will stop. But if she's having huge big clots coming out, huge uh, amounts of blood loss like that can also cause anemia and all sorts of other things. So if it doesn't resolve fairly soon. She will need to go and see a gynae so that they can have a look in there and see what's going on. Now that she's off the pull, she might need to have a DNC or something along those lines just mm. to uh, sort things out. What do you use for varicose veins? Well, um, our research shows us that it has a foundation in parasites. So the first thing I would do is go and make sure that you, um, you actually have the dewormed yourself but um, there are different types of of, uh, varicose veins lack of exercise, being overweight standing for long periods Um, but also start with your um, apple cider vinegar in the morning alternating with lemon juice water and um, uh, some nice fresh juices not the stuff you buy from the shop also you can massage that area gently with some um, rosemary uh, essential oil that you can put into a bit of coconut oil just uh, massage that area and um, the one thing that we have had great success with is actually witch hazel but they need to go to a health shop and we don't want the witch hazel uh, for the face that you clean the face we want witch hazel tincture that you can drink orally we've had great success with that Psoriasis on elbows please help Yes, psoriasis stems from the gut. Fix the gut, the bacteria, the natural biome in the gut. Make sure that you're having lots of water. 
So that means you have to start cutting out and all those white things I've been talking about for six weeks. Change what you eat because what is inside your gut shows on your skin. Can I have Doc's number, please? I really don't want to give it out over the air. Um, I am inundated with patients. Okay, just share the email again. Uh, Colleen at doctorsacrossborders.mu. There is one lady that's trying to get hold of me. Um, if she wants the number, because I have spoken to her before, she can get it from uh, the producer. producer, right. Yes, she's okay. aware of it. Okay, 61-year-old male, no major health issues, but I suffer from acid reflux, high blood pressure. I do exercise regularly. What do you recommend? Well, uh, 61, acid reflux. Remember, we talked some high time ago pressure. about the... Yeah, let's start with the acid reflux first. The, uh, the pH level in your gut, your, your hydrochloric acid, I beg your pardon, in your gut is out. So um, try taking a glass of... Uh, room temperature lemon water before your meal and after your meal. Not directly at the meal time, say about 10 or 15 minutes before, make the glass uh, sort of a half a glass of lemon water juice of half a lemon squeezed add some water to it and sip on it about 15 minutes before you eat your dinner and then do the other half of the lemon about half an hour or 20 minutes after your meal that should help. My daughter has eczema between her legs. Is there anything that I can use? It's all, it's very close to a private part. Well, the, uh, did she say eczema? Yep. yep. Yeah, eczema, psoriasis, all of those have a foundation in the gut. And uh, intake of water and allergies and all sorts of things that you're eating. Because what if you're eating and it affects your gut, your gut goes out and it shows on your skin. So they're welcome to email me. Let's have a look and investigate and see what it is that's causing the eczema. And then we'll take it from there. Skipping my period almost every month, 23-year-old, haven't had period for two months now. I hated birth control to regulate my hormones. Went off it. I also get light throbbing pains in my pelvis. Please advise. Well, the stabbing pains could be because your body's trying to bring on a period. Um, so the question here is, is the young lady overweight, underweight? Um, what, what has the doctor said about her hormones? Because she's 23, they should be more or less stable now. Um, so let's, let's change what she eats because you can uh, increase estrogen and progesterone or reduce as, accordingly as necessary with food. So we can um, actually address that with food. So let's have a chat. 57-year-old female, what can I use for sore toes? My two big toes permanently sore. No matter what soft shoes I wear, please advise. Mm, 57. Well, um, what happens is as we get older, our collagen uh, production uh, gets less. And those wonderful, nice, firm uh, arches that we used to have start collapsing as we get older and our feet broaden and uh, the arch is not as pronounced as it was when we were young, sprightly things. So um, she needs to have a look at uh, a, a physio, not a physio, podiatrist, go to a podiatrist and let him have a look and see if he can maybe give her an arch that she can put into her shoe that will raise her arch because she's walking wrongly or incorrectly on her foot. She's balancing on her big toes by the sounds of the things to me. Varicose veins and arms, what can I do? Varicose veins on your arms or 
are they varicose veins or are they just very pronounced large veins? There's a big difference. A varicose vein is quite l- raised, enlarged, angry, and knotted. And some people just have large veins on their arms. So I, I can't see, so I can't answer. Before we move on to the ad break, what are the symptoms if you have gold stones? Well, first of all, um, <laughs> you need to have a look at your poop in the, in the, in the toilet uh, because your, your, your stools will tell you a lot. Also, indigestion, lots of uh, flatulence, uh, periodic uh, pain sort of on the right-hand side, um, sort of around the ribcage area. That's where your, um, you know, if, you're having your, if your liver's out, usually when the liver's out, then it affects the, uh, it affects the gallbladder as well. So uh, sediment, um, symptoms of sediment in the gallbladder, obviously, as I said, your indigestion. Also tension in the back of the shoulder near the neck, uh, bitter taste in the mouth, chest pain, so he needs a gallbladder cleanse. And um, the things that help to actually remove gallstones before they get to a point where they actually need to be uh, surgically removed are things like fresh pears and parsnips, lemons, so brew your lemon water or lime, and turmeric tea. We have spoken about turmeric tea before. So for every... um, uh, of course, and radishes. I love radishes. So you can eat one or two radishes a day between your meals, and you drink at least uh, three cups of three to five cups of chamomile tea a day. That will also help. Okay, okay. doctor, don't drop the line. As always, we need to zoom through this back in a short okay. moment. On Tranona Fort Med, Doctor Asya Abdullah. The voice of the king. In conversation with Adila Fortune. Three fifty-two in the PM. Welcome back to the final part of the program. I'm in conversation with Dr. Asya Abdullah O'Carroll. Dark seven minutes roll. Zillions of questions. All right. So, here is one from how long does KB's cars take to disappear? Oh my golly, that's really difficult because every person heals differently, and of course, the longer you, the more you pick at it and fiddle with it, the worse it's going to be. So if the, if the scabies have actually gone, you can use some tissue oil on those areas to just help um, sort of ease the scarring. But, um, you know, I take 10 days. Somebody else will take three months. Okay. It just depends. You're taking rosemary oil and coconut oil for varicose veins? Sorry, coconut oil and? Uh, let me just go back. Rosemary oil. Uh, yes, um, you rub that onto the, you don't take it, you massage it into the varicose vein. So you can put a rosemary oil, uh, essential oil, into the coconut oil and just massage it into those areas. But a witch hazel tincture will also definitely help. So that lady can go to a health shop and get some um, witch, hazel, witch hazel tincture. Wow, that was a real tongue twister. Hmm. 59-year-old, body full of red pimples, itching, urine not normal, wake up during the night, mouth dry. Oh, liver. That's your liver, my darling. Uh-huh. You have to change your food. So we have to clean that liver out. So pretty much what I said to the gentleman earlier, because the liver and the gallbladder go hand in hand. Um, 
So you need to actually uh, start changing, first of all, what you eat. But you can start cleaning out that uh, liver. Start with your lemon uh, water in the morning. And, um, and say um, about five teaspoons to two tablespoons of cold-pressed flaxseed oil a day. You can either pour it over your meal just as you serve it, but you need to take it every day to help um, start clearing that out. Okay, the listener sharing black cumin oil removed my stones. Black cumin oil did what? Removed, removed the stones. She got rid of the oh, stones. Yes. He got Absolutely. rid of the stones. Well, your mm. black your black seeds are uh, medicine from the Quran. So I believe anything that comes out of there. And we've got zillions of questions with regards to varicose veins. This one, upper thighs and ankles. Well, a, varicose, a vein is a vein is a vein. Wherever it runs in the leg, some are <coughs> high up on the thighs, some are down on the back of the calf, some are around the ankles. So definitely um, the witch hazel tincture and uh, massage, as I said, the rosemary essential oil in a little bit of coconut oil, just massage that in gently that will help and ease it. Um, and also dress um, deworming yourself. Two minutes. Hubby's toes always itching in between and wet. What can I use, please? That's a, that's a nice little fungus scenario going on there. Clean his shoes out. Like I said earlier, soak them into hydrogen peroxide. Put them out in the air. He can also um, soak his feet in the hydrogen peroxide and change what he's eating. No sugar, no white bread, no white rice, no white potatoes for the next six weeks and see how that changes his health. 59-year-old female, sciatic nerve pain only at night when lying down, painful enough to keep me from sleeping. Yes, you don't have that uh, seen to you. Might, you know, might find that a quick manipulation with a chiropractor just realigns you so that you're not pressing on that nerve. Please don't go and have it attended to because if you leave it, you're going to damage that nerve and then you're going to be really sorry. Is lemon water fresh uh, good for high blood? What is for good? Sorry, say that Lemon again. water, is it good? Well, of course. The more water you drink, the more um, fluid your blood is. The less water you drink, the thicker and stickier it becomes. So to regulate your high blood, drink water. Clean water. 60 seconds. I'm going to move in on the final question. I want to give you some time to just say bye-bye to the listeners. So here goes. My ankle looks swollen um, forever and a day. So. Well, how old are you? Are you overweight? Vietnam. Do you have any health? Well, so the lady needs to actually let me know that. So she can email me or the gentleman. Because, I mean, if your feet are swollen, that tells me that you have edema. And if you have edema, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in that body. All right. I'm going to share the email for Doc one final time. Colleen, C-O-L-L-E-N, at Doctors Across Borders, one word, Dot M-U. All right, so that's Colleen at Doctors Across Borders. Dot M-U. I can never say no to my listeners, so um, <laughs> <the laughs> got to draw the line. Hey, all right, yes. she's just adding on saying she's 62 years old and um, over not over 47 Ks. Not over 47, uh, and, and I'm assuming that she, well, you know what? Uh, try increasing your water intake. You might find that your body stops holding on to the water and releases it. So please, uh, if she's 47 kg, at least about um, two liters of water, not 
tea, coffee, Coca-Cola, cold drink, water. Okay. Today. 30 seconds. Your shout out to the listeners, Dark. I'll be missing you. Uh, I'm actually, I'm quite sad, actually. Um, thank you for the hospitality, everybody. And as I said, thank you for the absolute honor and privilege it was to um, serve the community. Uh, well, it was great spending time with you. Thank you so much. And um, uh, I'll touch base. We'll be in touch. Yes, All right. do. Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum salam.